0: Welcome to episode 278 of the Truth Quest Podcast, the truth about 2023 things we've never seen before. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, share episodes with your friends, and support the podcast by shopping at TruthQuestShirtFactory.com, where we produce thought provoking shirts inspired by various podcast episodes. 2023 will be remembered for three things. One, It was a year, as the title suggests, full of things we've never seen before. Two, it was characterized by an impressive level of brazenness, lying and disregard for the rule of law by members of the doomsday cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party. And three, it was a period of time where years worth of lies, propaganda, and gaslighting were exposed for what they were, i.e. it was a year full of debunking of so-called conspiracy theories. It will go down in history as the year that the doomsday cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party, went unapologetically all-in on their authoritarian agenda. I would love to think that it turns out to be a jump-the-shark moment for them, but based on how little interest the Republicans have in pushing back, things will never improve in Washington, D.C. That place is worse than a swamp. It's filled with some of the most despicable, immoral, lawless, power-hungry creatures you could ever create even if you were writing the script for a season of House of Cards. I was particularly struck by the brazenness in which the left deployed their arsenal against everything they despise, like America as founded, traditional marriage, traditional family values, social norms, and the rule of law. Their regular course of business is bold-faced lying. They gaslight everything that makes them look bad or tells the truth about their agenda, which can only be described with one word, perversion. It perverts everything in order to tear it down. It's a completely destructive agenda. They operate a dual justice system, one for well-connected Democrats and their voters, and one for everybody else. They weaponize government at all levels, city, state, and national, against people and policies in which they disagree. They even encourage violence in order to move their agenda forward. All of that was on full display in 2023. Let's walk through the most consequential stories of the year that was. Clearly, the most significant story of 2023 was, and is, the open southern border. I went into great detail in the previous episode, number 277, connecting the dots on the open border, so I will be brief here but I want to show you how this story demonstrates the themes I outlined at the beginning of the episode. Number one, things we've never seen before. Clearly, only a country whose leadership is on a suicide mission leaves its borders open. Two, brazen disregard for the rule of law, immoral, bald-faced lies, and gaslighting all were on full display with the open border situation. Not only does the Biden administration refuse to defend and enforce the border, they actually encourage migrants to come to the country, and they facilitate their movement into the interior of the country. No passport checks, no TSA lines, no medical exams, no background checks. Welcome to America! All along, administration officials tell the American people that the border is secure. From President Biden to the truly evil Homeland Insecurity Secretary Mayorkas, down to the historic press secretary, Jean-Pierre. All of them lie to the face of the American people on a weekly basis about the security at the border. They literally dare us not to believe what we are seeing. It's quite remarkable. It's quite evil. Now that millions of illegals are here and the mayors of so-called sanctuary cities like New York and Chicago are doing their best Andrew Cuomo impression, i.e. crying like little bitches and demanding federal assistance after thousands of illegals arrived in their sanctuary, even the alphabet soup conspiracy media is starting to call bullshit on the gaslighting on the border. As I explained in episode 277, the open border started out as a voter drive by the Democrats as they looked to replace the millions of lost Democratic voters who have fled the party given their radical shift towards Marxism, towards tyranny, towards totalitarianism anything that reduces the liberty and freedom of the American people. The voter drive then shifted to a deliberate plan to welcome thousands of unvetted military-age men from predominantly Muslim countries in an effort to facilitate domestic terror attacks, which will then be used by the Marxist puppet masters to push Biden to claim emergency powers and take over various industries and limit the movements of the American people, All in the name of safety, it will be an emergency. With the end result being, drumroll please, no in-person voting come November. You know, due to the heightened danger of another terror attack by the thousands of unvetted military aged men that the Democrats allowed to waltz into the country. In their minds, the ends justify the means. They win or steal another election, and the tyranny will intensify. In my mind, the second most consequential story of 2023, one that demonstrates two of the three themes identified, was the revelations around former Minneapolis police officer and purported killer of George Floyd, Derek Chauvin. For the benefit of those of you who get your news from the Alphabet Soup conspiracy media, it turns out Chauvin is innocent. The medical examiner told prosecutors that the autopsy revealed the cause of death had nothing to do with the perfectly performed legal neck restraint on Floyd by Chauvin. Those prosecutors were removed from the case, and the corrupt Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison put on the prosecution. They railroaded an innocent man based on the color of his skin, the uniform he wore, and the color of the skin of the arrestee. As I said at the time, a year from now, Chauvin will be a multimillionaire courtesy of a civil lawsuit settlement with the state of Minnesota and the city of Minneapolis. That is, if he can survive prison where he was recently stabbed 22 times. Tucker Carlson recently described the story of Derek Chauvin as a moral atrocity. Obviously, Officer Chauvin isn't the first innocent man to be railroaded, but my goodness, can you think of a better example of the second theme of the year? brazen disregard for the rule of law? The immoral, bold-faced lies and gaslighting? Not to mention the encouragement of violence and riots that ensued after the incident. The left's lust for racial disharmony, their desire to keep black voters angry at Republicans and white people is so evil, satanic, and powerful that it never occurred to them to simply tell the truth. That Floyd was overdosing at the time. He knew he was going to die. He asked the officers to take him out of the back of the police car because he didn't want to die alone. He asked to be put on the ground. The truth is, the restraint Chauvin put on Floyd was for his own good. It was legal, it was in the effing police training manual. A fact that the police chief committed perjury about by lying on the stand during the trial. Instead of telling the truth, they ruined a man's life and let a city burn. Now you know why I describe the Democratic Party as a doomsday cult. If you want to go deeper into the Floyd-Chauvin episodes, check out episodes 107 and 147, the first being about George Floyd, the second being about Derek Chauvin. And I also highly recommend a free documentary that's out called The Fall of Minneapolis. Links to all of those will be in the show notes page. After the open border and the railroading of Derek Chauvin, the obvious third most significant story of 2023 that also meets the things we've never seen before theme is the persecution and prosecution of all things Trump. The Democrats went after Trump's advisors, Peter Navarro and Stephen Bannon, for contempt of Congress. They are currently pursuing Rudy Giuliani for some other trumped-up charges. They even went after some of Trump's former attorneys. For the man himself, they hit him with four indictments in four different jurisdictions, all for non-crimes. He's facing over 700 years in prison and the loss of his business, all for doing nothing wrong except spit in the eye of the establishment. Hell, we have individual states right now as I speak, trying to remove Trump's name from the GOP primary ballot using a Civil War-era constitutional amendment as justification. It's pure insanity. This is scorched earth pursuit of all things Trump. It really does have the characteristics of third world tin pot dictator shit, doesn't it? They will do anything to stop this dude. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. Why don't they just assassinate the guy and get it over with? They harassed him, spied on him, censored him, libeled him, slandered him, impeached him twice, raided his home, indicted him four times, and he grows ever more popular with each maneuver. The left, the doomsday cult formerly known as the Democratic Party, and establishment Republicans cannot afford to allow him to win because he upsets the D.C. apple cart. The only way to stop him now is to kill him. Speaking of the brazen disregard for the rule of law and the persecution and prosecution of all things Trump, the biggest story in May of 2023 was the publication of special counsel John Durham's report on his investigation into the Trump-Russia collusion hoax. In an honest world, this is the biggest political story in American history, way bigger than Watergate. But given the players involved, the alphabet soup conspiracy media yawns at it because the scandal is perpetrated by Democrats, specifically Hillary Clinton. And given the dual justice system in America, they see no need to report on it and or hold anyone accountable. I encourage you to listen to episode 246, The Truth About the Successful Coup d'Etat, for details if you're interested. Suffice it to say, the report concluded that the feds had zero evidence of Trump and Russia collusion when they started the investigation. The only evidence that they did have was that the story was created or made up by the Hillary Clinton campaign. Juxtapose the treatment of all things Trump in 2023 by the dual justice legal system with that of the Biden crime family. As evidence mounted from congressional investigations or from people just viewing and reading Hunter's laptop from hell, All we heard from Democrats and the Alphabet Soup conspiracy media was excuses for Hunter's behavior and and denials about Joe's involvement in Hunter's various influence-peddling businesses. Certainly, we've never experienced a sitting president with a rap sheet like President Biden, and we've never seen the brazen, bold-faced lies, gaslighting, and propaganda at the highest levels in the face of mountains of evidence of corruption, bribery, and high crimes and misdemeanors. Oh, and I almost forgot. Something for the ages on the list of things we've never seen before. The Secret Service found cocaine in the White House. Of course, it was not Hunter's cocaine. Why would you even suggest that the president's son, a drug and sex addict, a narcissist of the highest level, the smartest guy Joe knows, would be implicated in such a scandal? How dare you think such thoughts? And of course, no member of the feral dog first family were implicated. Just like all the other illegalities that just seemed to follow the Bidens all over the place. Nothing ever came from it. Next up on the list of most significant stories of 2023 is the federal government's brazen violation of the First Amendment rights of millions of conservative and libertarian Americans via the facilitation of online censorship. Evidence started rolling in like a landslide with the Twitter files early in the year after Elon Musk bought Twitter. It was followed by similar findings in the Facebook files. It was so bad that a federal judge issued a temporary injunction in July as part of the Missouri v. Biden case, where he blocked members of the Biden administration with more than 50 named defendants and entire federal agencies from continuing to violate the First Amendment by contacting social media companies and dictating who to censor. Then there was a report issued by the Select Committee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government, which arrived at similar conclusions. The final bit of news about the attack on free speech came from Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi, who reported on a joint effort by the British and U.S. military called the Cyber Threat Intelligence League, (CTIL) to censor their respective citizens' free speech using military contractors. Again, we've never seen anything like this before. The closest thing I can come up to is the Alien and Sedition Acts in 1798. I mean, are you kidding me? The feds just tell social media sites who to censor, and they did it, with very few questions and very little pushback. Again, can you think of a more blatant example of brazen disregard for the rule of law for the constitution? Like I said, the Democrats are all in for their totalitarian agenda. They don't care about laws, the constitution, natural rights, or anything else. I've covered this issue of the federal government's involvement in big tech censorship quite a bit this year. Check out episodes 228, 234, 250, and 255. Links to all of those will be in the show notes page. How about the year that former Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy had? He barely gets appointed, and a few months later, after violating the terms of his appointment, he gets removed, and then he quits Congress altogether. Never seen anything like that before. Thanks to 20 brave members of the Republican Freedom Caucus, it took McCarthy 15 rounds of voting to win the Speakership in the first place. Why was the Freedom Caucus such a pain in the ass to McCarthy? Because he's the epitome of a swamp creature. He's more Democrat than Republican. He, along with the Karl Rove's of the world, spend their election war chests on defeating conservative Republicans in primaries in order to secure more and more squishy rhinos who will keep the corrupt wheels in Washington greased. You can't have too many Thomas Massey's, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greens, Chip Roy's, or James Comer's wandering around D.C. How about this for something we've never seen before? The number one TV news commentator personality being fired by the number one news commentary network for telling the truth. We've seen people ousted for alleged sexual harassment, but for telling the truth? Well, that was Tucker Carlson's fate at Fox News in 2023. He dared to show January 6 footage, and he dared to interview RFK Jr., and he refused to endorse the COVID vaccine mandate dictates. And he cast dispersions on the validity of the 2020 presidential election, given the improprieties and illegalities in a handful of Democratic-run cities in a handful of battleground states. Too much truth for Fox News. By year end, Carlson had launched his own streaming network. Continuing with our theme of things we've never seen before and brazen lawlessness on the part of the doomsday cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party, they want to shut down all coal-fired power plants which currently comprises 20% of the country's electricity production. They want to eliminate internal combustion engine vehicles and replace them with electric vehicles. All, of course, with no plan to bolster the electric grid so we can have the capacity to recharge millions of EVs. They want to ban a bunch of appliances, too, because they do not comply with their mentally ill green energy dictates. Anything from pool pumps to certain heating equipment, walk in coolers and freezers, gas powered lawnmowers, weed eaters, leaf blowers, water heaters, certain dishwashers, and some two dozen other appliances. Where they get the constitutional authority to do any of that shit is still unknown. No one ever asked that question though. And with no pushback from Republicans or any of the individual states, the brazen lawlessness just gets worse. It's no different than a bully. If you don't stand up to them, they will keep ramping up their tactics, which is exactly what the doomsday cult is doing here. While war and America's involvement in them is certainly nothing new, the one in Ukraine as they fight to expel the Russian invasion, the one the Russians warned NATO over and over again would happen if they continue to push for Ukraine's inclusion in the so-called military alliance, well, that war waged on throughout the year. What makes it unprecedented, and therefore worthy of this list, given the themes I've identified, is the amount of money the United States has sent over to Ukraine and the brazenness and callousness of the proponents of the war. Rather than broker a peace deal which a moral leader would pursue, we just continue funding the meat grinder where thousands of Ukrainian and Russian men are being killed. It's a war that no one thinks Ukraine can win, and yet we continue to fund it. The government continues to lie to the American people about it. At last count, the United States has sent close to $100 billion in aid. What makes this qualify for the stuff we've never seen before category is the United States is bankrupt. And we are sending billions overseas to a money laundering operation. While back at home, we have our own problems. We have rampant homelessness in some cities. We have hungry Americans. We have unemployed Americans. How evil, corrupt, and immoral must one be to so brazenly ignore your own citizens while facilitating the slaughter of a generation of young men in a foreign country? Check out episode 186 and 230, The Truth About Ukraine and The Truth About Vladimir Zelensky, if you're interested in a deep dive into those topics. Again, those links will be in the show notes page. To wrap up the list of things we've never seen before… What if I told you that the Chinese decided to launch a spy balloon that would traverse the entire continental United States? Would you believe me? What if I told you not only would that occur, but the President of the United States at the time would permit it, refuse to order it shot down? Yep, that's something we've never seen before. It again demonstrates a tremendous amount of brazenness and willingness of Democrats at the highest level of government to sell out their country out in the open. And of course, we were fed a steady diet of bold-faced lies, gaslighting, and propaganda before and after the balloon finished its intel-gathering operation. And now let's cover the final major theme of the year. As I mentioned at the outset, 2023 was a year full of the debunking of so-called conspiracy theories, the biggest of which was Hunter Biden admitting that the infamous laptop from hell actually belonged to him, Think back to all the lies and gaslighting we were subjected to over the last five years in regards to the laptop, not least of which was the 51 so-called intelligent experts who claimed, without ever evaluating the contents, that the laptop had all the hallmarks of Russia disinformation. Also, Biden could have one talking point in a debate with Trump. Then we had the essential blackout of the contents of the laptop by the alphabet soup conspiracy media. You know, the drug use, the sex the naked selfies, the prostitution, the treasure trove of emails and text messages demonstrating Hunter's perversions and implicating Joe in the Biden crime family's business. I mean, just imagine how a laptop from hell owned by Eric or Donald Trump Jr. would have been handled by the media. So they ignored it and downplayed it for years, and Hunter himself essentially denied ownership of it during an interview with one of the Alphabet Soup conspiracy media outlets several years ago. And then the dude just one day comes out and admits that it is indeed his laptop when he filed a lawsuit against a journalist or a media outlet over the claims they made about the laptop. You know, the one that didn't belong to him. I mean, you just can't make this shit up. Another conspiracy theory debunked. We had a whole host of COVID-related conspiracy theory debunkings during the year, including masks and lockdowns stop the spread. Turns out that was a conspiracy theory. COVID is spread on surfaces. Another conspiracy theory debunked. Remember this one? Vaccine immunity is far greater than natural immunity. Yep, that was debunked in 2023. Or how about this one? Vaccinated people don't carry the virus and don't get sick. We know that's bullshit. How about this one? Myocarditis is caused by the COVID vax. We were told that was a conspiracy theory. Turns out it's true. How about booster shots are beneficial, even for infants? Conspiracy theory. Lie. Debunked. Healthy people under 60 years old should take the jab. Conspiracy theory. Lie. Debunked. The shot is safe and effective. Complete, bold-faced lie. Propaganda. Conspiracy theory. Debunked. Headline from the year. J&J's COVID vaccine, taken by 19 million Americans, is pulled by FDA after it was paused out of an abundance of caution over rare blood clot concerns which led to a plummet in demand. That obviously is a Daily Mail headline. How about this one? The spike protein doesn't travel through the body from the shot site? Lie. Conspiracy theory. Debunked. In February, we were treated with lamestream media sources acknowledging that the COVID virus did indeed escape from the Wuhan lab in China. Headline, first people sickened by COVID-19 were Chinese scientists at Wuhan Institute of Virology. That wet market theory, turns out that was just another misdirection, misinformation lie, and a conspiracy theory that was thoroughly debunked in 2023. As I previously mentioned, we got confirmation that the Trump-Russia collusion fiasco was a hoax and a fraud, which Hillary Clinton and the people who worked for her should be in prison for. We received confirmation that there was no Russia election interference in 2016. That actually was a conspiracy theory perpetrated by the left. Remember the Russian bots scam? Remember how they told us it was a conspiracy theory that there is a large contingent of Ukrainians who are actual Nazis? Then we were witness to this headline, quote, Journalists asked Ukrainian soldiers to hide their Nazi patches. How about the bombing of the Russian-German natural gas pipeline, the Nord Stream 2? It was a conspiracy theory to contend that the United States had anything to do with sabotage, until Seymour Hearst blew it out of the water with a Pulitzer-worthy piece on his substack. Then we had a new paper debunking the conspiracy theory that hurricanes are getting worse due to climate change. It was published by Paul Homewood for the Global Warming Policy Foundation. The paper concluded that any upward trends in frequency or intensity when it comes to hurricanes, cyclones, and typhoons are likely explained by an increase in observational ability and are definitely not due to man-made climate change. During the year, we received confirmation of what a wholesale fraud, felon, and perjurer Dr. Fauci is. He lied about the funding of the Wuhan lab that created the COVID-19 virus. He lied about gain-of-function testing at that lab. He lied about the effectiveness of hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin in treating COVID. He lied about the effectiveness of the vaccine in protecting individuals from COVID-19. He lied about the effectiveness of the vaccines in preventing the spread of COVID-19. He lied about the dangers of the COVID-19 vaccine to children. He lied about the dangers of the COVID vaccine to healthy adults and he lied about making money off of the vaccine. Let's wrap up the episode with a rapid-fire collection of newsworthy items from the year that was, starting with Bidenomics, as President Biden likes to boast. We had generation-high price inflation and mortgage rates. As a matter of fact, price inflation was so bad during 2023 that the average American loses more through it than through federal income taxes. That claim is backed up by stats like this. The average American spends $700 more a month than they did two years ago for essentials like food, housing, and energy. Or, the average new car payment in America is now $739. Two years ago, it was around $500. Here's another Bidenomics stat for you. 61% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Here's another. Finch downgraded U.S. foreign currency ratings to AA plus from AAA. How about this? record numbers of adults living at home with their parents or record number of car repossessions or this one the latest u.s census shows that the nation's poverty rate increased by 60 percent last year here's another noteworthy relatively under the radar story from 2023 the libertarian anarcho capitalist javier mille won the presidency in argentina if he can implement half of his agenda he might save the country from decades of far left-wing governments. I examined his agenda and how it could benefit America if deployed here in episode 263, The Truth About Javier Millet and Saving America. A link to that episode is in the show notes page. The woke marketing team in charge of the number one beer in America decided it was a good idea to use a 26-year-old man, Dylan Mulvaney, who identifies as a 12-year-old girl as the new Bud Light spokesman, woman, girl. Sales were down nearly 20% in the first few weeks after the campaign launched, while the company that produces the beer, Anheuser-Busch, lost over $6 billion in market value. A few months later, Bud Light was no longer the king of beers. Or is that the tagline for regular Bud? Either way, Bud Light was dethroned by Modella as the top-selling beer in America. Get woke, go broke. Of course, I have to mention the October 7th attack by Hamas on innocent Israelis and the subsequent war that is still waging today as Israel appears to be determined to obliterate the entire Gaza Strip. This incident fueled unprecedented levels of unabashed and, shall I say, brazen left-wing anti-Semitism. We also witnessed congressional hearings where Ivy League presidents refused to condemn the Hamas attack And the whole fiasco that followed that. Check out episode 267, The Truth About the Cycle of Violence, Israeli and Palestinians, for a deep dive into that topic. Another noteworthy and under-the-radar story from the year 2023 comes in the form of a dude named Oliver Anthony and his song, Rich Men North of Richmond. It hit number one on the Billboard chart. It was the first time in history that an artist did that, without ever being on the charts previously. He literally came out of nowhere when a recording of him singing that song in his backyard went viral and the world went nuts. In the midst of all the chaos, he reportedly turned down a multi-million dollar record deal from some big label in Nashville, I think. The song is described as an emotional protest song against political elites in Washington, D.C. Given all the corruption and dysfunction in D.C., it's no wonder that song hit a chord with people. And finally, three stories from 2023 that will certainly carry over into 2024. Obviously, all eyes will be on the 2024 election. Will Trump be indicted? Will he lose support of independence if he's a convicted felon? How will RFK Jr.'s run impact the election? How soon will Biden be replaced with Gavin Newsom or some other equally loathsome Democrat? How much more freedom and speech-limiting proposals will come from Nikki Haley? How many more wars will she endorse? How much money will she raise from Democrat donors? What does the future hold for Vivek Ramaswamy? After his lackluster performance in the GOP primary, can Ron DeSantis return his focus to running the state of Florida and continue spitting in Washington, D.C.'s eyes and resurrect his national standing four years from now? Secondly is the rise of AI, artificial intelligence. Clearly, this is going to be a huge story in the future, a huge force in the world going forward. During the year, we started to see reporting on the topic in mainstream media outlets, which leads me to believe we should probably pay very close attention. I have one more story that I want to highlight. This one actually qualifies for the things we've never seen before theme, but it has big implications for the future. So I'm including it here. Costco sold over $100 million worth of gold in the last few months of the year, and Walmart recently announced they're going to start selling gold bars. Demand was so high at Costco that they had to limit the number of bars that an individual could purchase. What does that tell you about the mindset of the American people? Are you really surprised by that? For what it's worth, I would personally strongly recommend you consider getting some for yourself. There are a number of ways to purchase small amounts of precious metals. Hit me up at facebook.com forward slash Podcast if if you'd like some recommendations. And that's the truth about 2023, things we've never seen before. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, share episodes with your friends, and support the podcast by shopping at truthquestshirtfactory.com.